And then there were three. Jenna Ellis is now the latest Trump attorney or former Trump attorney to flip in the Georgia election subversion case. She pleaded guilty to one count of aiding and abetting false statements. She's also going to cooperate with prosecutors who are recommending five years of probation and for her to pay $5,000 in restitution. The former Trump attorney delivered a tearful statement to the judge while pleading guilty, disavowing her participation in the former president's effort to overturn the 2020 election. I endeavored to represent my client to the best of my ability. I relied on others, including lawyers with many more years of experience than I, to provide me with true and reliable information. What I did not do, but should have done, Your Honor, was to make sure that the facts the other lawyers alleged to be true were in fact true. In the frenetic pace of attempting to raise challenges to the election in several states, including Georgia, I failed to do my due diligence. I believe in and I value election integrity. If I knew then what I know now, I would have declined to represent Donald Trump in these post-election challenges. I look back on this whole experience with deep remorse. That tearful admission comes after last week's guilty pleas from former Trump campaign lawyers Sidney Powell and Kenneth Chesborough. Let's get some legal perspective now with CNN legal analyst Elliot Williams. Elliot, if you're on Donald Trump's legal team, they continue to claim that this is a political hit job. It's hard to do that when your own former attorneys are pleading guilty. That's exactly it, Boris. Uh, in order for someone to plead guilty, they have to admit that they committed a criminal offense. And not only that, a judge has to accept the plea. If the judge thinks that either something is political or a person is just pleading guilty to make a case go away, they won't accept the guilty plea. So the whole idea that this is a hit job keeps getting undermined every time one of these people pleads guilty. This, if I knew then what I knew now, I mean, we all knew then yes. what she knows now or should have then it was widely available to her yeah. she was doing interviews where it, the you know she wasn't in a silo she was confronted with the information right. right in that moment over and over and over again including by bill barr um i, I is she a, a witness that is really going to work for the prosecution well yes insofar as she's an attorney who would have had private conversations with the defendant and rudy giuliani and others the thing that's really hard to, to stomach which is what you're getting at in the question too brianna is this idea of well i didn't exercise due diligence if you're an attorney you have one job and that is to exercise due diligence on the on behalf of your client. And when people are coming to you with claims, you have a duty to check them out and vet them. And now all of a sudden, once you've been charged with the crime, are starting to come to Jesus about it. It is nonsense. And I and I think it's fair to say that many of these folks knew exactly what they were doing at the time they did it. You made a point to emphasize Rudy Giuliani yeah. there. How much trouble does this mean for the former New York mayor? I think far, I, I, certainly trouble, maybe even more so than the, than the former president, only insofar as she interacted with Rudy Giuliani directly and would have been engaged with him on any number of things. It's always hard in these big RICO conspiracies to tie it to the person all the way up at the top. Mm. But when one person's testifying, they can testify against other co-defendants. And I think Rudy Giuliani is probably the person here that she's uh, most tied to. Now look, uh, this is not great for Donald Trump. Anytime you're charged with other defendants in a criminal proceeding and they start pleading guilty, it just gets more likely that they're going to have evidence against you. And we're looking at maybe, uh, I mean, you would think there would be others who might plead guilty in this Georgia case, but even, even so, just now with three former yeah. attorneys, what does this mean in the federal election subversion case? Because of the fact that this is all election subversion and facts as alleged in Georgia, also irrelevant to the federal uh, election case, these folks may have tested 
testimony to provide there. And who knows, perhaps they're having conversations with Jack Smith and the prosecutors who are bringing the federal election case. It's just not, I, I mean, I know it sounds a little uh, cute and coy, that it's just not great, but it's really not good when your folks start pleading guilty and it can, it can play in the other case as well. Elliot Williams, thanks so much for the expertise. Appreciate it. Joining us now for more on this, former federal prosecutor for the Southern District of New York, Jessica Roth, and CNN legal analyst and former U.S. attorney, Michael Moore. Michael, what do you make of this today? Well, I'm glad to be with all of you. I mean, it's significant any time that you have co-defendants agreeing to testify against their other co-defendants, uh, that, that's a big deal and certainly not something that I'm sure that Trump and other people won't want to hear. I, I was interested in a couple of things. One, um, you know, the, the sentence itself, the plea itself is, is sort of in line with what we've seen. That is probation, first offender. Uh, in fact, the state has agreed that this would not be a crime of moral turpitude, meaning it can have things like not, not affecting her law license and those things. So, uh, it, it was interesting to, to see that, but I was also interested to see how far away they stayed from actually talking about Donald Trump. Uh, they talked about the Trump campaign. Uh, they talk, talked about other lawyers giving advice, but as an individual, as a person, uh, you didn't hear much information about specifically the former president. So I think probably uh, Ms. Ellis's plea will have more of an impact on people like Rudy Giuliani, uh, maybe mm -hmm. Mr. Eastman, mm -hmm. uh, lawyers that she basically put the finger toward uh, when she said, I wish I had listened to and maybe not paid as much attention to lawyers that were more senior to me. So I think those people have probably more to fear, more concern at this point. From a political standpoint, she did say if she knew then what she knows now, she would not have worked for Donald Trump in the election case. From a purely political perspective, I guarantee you that is not something that Donald Trump, who's headed to a New York courtroom today, yeah, exactly. that's not something that he wants to hear. Jessica Roth, to Michael's point, though, on, on who else might be in the most jeopardy from this Jenna Ellis plea deal, it has to do, the specific deal, the aiding and abetting of making false statements mm -hmm. in writing, mm -hmm. that has to do specifically with the December 2020 hearing before a, a Georgia's legislative subject committee where Rudy Giuliani was there. So if you have one person who was there saying, yeah, I did false stuff, how potentially threatening is that to the other person who was there, Rudy Giuliani? I think it's very threatening to Rudy Giuliani. I mean, she was effectively saying that she relied on him, although she said there were multiple lawyers um, who had greater expert experience and expertise than she did, and that she relied on them, and that she wished that she had it. Uh, so she's pointing the finger squarely at Giuliani. So I think that increases the pressure on him. It's not clear to me that under any circumstances Giuliani would cooperate, um, but perhaps he would enter a guilty plea at some point, and this increases the pressure on him to do so. And she could be a very effective witness also on the point that she was making that she now understood that there had not been fraud in the voting in Georgia, because the things that she was pleading guilty to having aided and abetted as false statements were allegations about people having voted who should not have. And so she's now essentially recanting that and saying that was false. And she now acknowledges that was false. And so her testimony, even in a case against Trump and others, about how she's come to understand that those were false allegations, I think could be very powerful in the legal case against them with respect to knowingly engaging in conduct to overturn a lawful election but also, frankly, politically, to have somebody acknowledging those were false allegations of fraud. Yeah, I was in the middle of it. I was the one pushing, saying these, you know, this many f false ballots and this many that. And I knowingly, I now know that those are false statements and acknowledge those are false statements, saying to a judge in a courtroom as part of a plea deal. Michael, 
Do you think, from what we have seen so far, right, four pleading, uh, cutting plea deals, three of them being former Trump attorneys, what does this, is it, is it wrong to assume that this could be a domino effect then of this will lead to more people looking to get plea deals? Well, I, I mean, I think the plea deals that have been offered, basically a, a first-year lawyer would advise their client to take this deal. No jail time, no record. You know, you can have first offender. This will be sealed after a period of time. I mean, these are pretty easy uh, decisions to make when, when you're going there. And if you're looking for the domino effect, we're really, with these particular defendants, we're not at the top of the domino line. We're sort of mm. starting down middle and below. And so you don't see necessarily, if you think about it, you, you want to push the domino that's near the top, or at least push it in the direction toward the top. And this seems to be pushing it sort of in the middle. Uh, and and I, I will point out too, you know, even as she talked about the other lawyers and the advice she got, remember that that's exactly what Donald Trump is going to say. And that is, I relied on people to tell me what to do. I relied on lawyers. I relied on political consultants. I relied on people close to my campaign. And that's her excuse. And you can count on that's going to be the excuse uh, that you hear from people higher up the chain. And so, um, you know, it, it's it's laying out the case. But again, it's it's a good day for the state when you have somebody in a in a, in a uh, indicted charge plead guilty and admit some things. Um, it, it, but it's I, I don't know that we're necessarily at the top. This plea may put pressure on Giuliani. It may put pressure on Eastman, may put pressure on other people. Uh, to, and, and then they may need to feel some additional pressure if they want to plea. And that puts pressure uh, going up up the line of the dominoes, if you will. Um, but, you know, it's significant anytime, anytime somebody pleads guilty in a case and agrees to, to testify, uh, the, the prosecution, I'm sure, uh, feels like it was a good day. Yeah, it's still a long way from over, which is very true, uh, for sure. It's great to see you both. Thank you very much.